0: Hello and welcome back to series two of Our Expert Opinion. We are back with more amazing guests offering up their knowledge to help you with your health and fitness journey with some great stories to boot. All you need to do is sit back and let us give you Our Expert Opinion. Welcome back to Our Expert Opinion. Today we are joined by a personal trainer, sports massage therapist and an ex-Team GB gymnast. She's traveled the world with gymnastics. Now she's helping her clients love themselves from the inside out without chasing the idea of perfection. Katie boys, welcome to the podcast, how are you?
1: I'm good Taylor, how are you?
0: Yeah, really good, lovely lovely early morning podcast. Um, I can see you're still in the dressing gown, in the PJs. I am, I am yeah.
1: still in my dressing gown, fluffy fluffy slippers all the way. <laughs>
0: yeah, I popped on some fluffy slippers this morning as well, it's chilly outside. I do
1: quite like this weather though, like it's, it's cold and it's crisp and it's fresh. Yes. Like yeah. fresh air on your face the sun is shining it's not a bad day
0: I, I agree and I quite like winter style like winter mm. fashion like the heavy hoodies everything like that yeah um obviously explorelifestyle.co.uk go check that out
1: um... <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I quite like winter I'm not against winter but obviously summer has some serious perks as well so yeah. back to you Quite a strong intro there. Um,
1: wow, well, you know me.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, game, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Start start with a bang, otherwise, what's the point of starting at all? Yeah, you've um, got to roll the readers in. Agreed. So, how did it all start? Tell me, tell me the journey from sort of a young age and and where it's brought you now.
1: Um. Well, when I was younger, I was sort of pushed. Not pushed. That sounds like my mum was horrible, but she wasn't. My <laughs> sister did gymnastics. And I think at the age of four, I joined because I looked at my sister, she's three years older, and I thought, wow, like, mum, like, get me in, like, I'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a similar sort of time as well, my brother was quite a good competitive swimmer. Um, so I sort of did both. So I, obviously, as, as the intro suggests, I stuck with gymnastics, but I did actually stay swimming for a long time too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I sort of wanted to do both sports that my siblings were like the best at. Chris got annoyed at me because I was quite good at swimming too and my sister got annoyed at me because I was also good at gym. So neither of them <laughs> had their own niche I sort
0: of took over. <laughs> Both yeah.
1: Yeah but um, yeah I decided to stick with gymnastics and yeah I, I just sort of I was in I think it was like a recreational class so just a really low level class um, and it was my sister's coach at the time they were training at a different area of the gym and she said oh that girl over there she you know she's a bit special la 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 don't we know (laughs) (laughs) um but my sister was like oh yeah that's my sister so I think they then brought me on trial to that style of gymnastics um I've done a few different styles of gymnastics as such um I've done some tumbling some sort of artistic where you do all of the areas and then aerobics as well which is more gymnastics and dance combined right um Yeah. And then I got into sort of a coaching stance with that. I was coaching for about six, seven years um, from when I was younger up until I think I stopped when I was maybe 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. Um, Travelled the world, obviously got into the GB team when I was nine, um, progressed through. And I think I quit that same time as I quit coaching, really. I sort of threw in the towel for everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I was 19. So a good sort of nine, 10 years that I was part of the GB team. Um, obviously doing the sport for a lot longer Mm. Uh, but it was just nice to be picked from a young age I think my first I could talk about this forever as you can already tell but my first um, international was such a big thing um, and it was to Vegas right and how crazy is that I was like nine or ten years old I remember I think I was in year five and I had to go into school one day and be like oh I've got a letter from my mum she's requesting to take me out on holiday and they were like oh like where are, you, where are you going? Like, it was a bit strange, obviously, me going into school asking for time off because, really, mm. you don't really do that. No. Um, and I remember my teacher being like, oh, yeah, where are you going? And I was like, Vegas. And I didn't really know, obviously, then, like, Vegas. What Vegas like, was, yeah. Exactly. But looking back on it now, it was just phenom- phenomenal that I did that at such a young age. And, obviously, the country's got not bigger and better than Vegas, but they're all sort of similar, mm. like, yeah, South Korea. So cool. like all over Europe um yeah some cool places as well so so yeah that's me that's the background
0: so it sounds like a pretty crazy experience um how how did you find traveling was it was it sort of you had a setup and all your coaches and all the other gymnasts went with you or or how was that all sort of like formatted
1: so you would like with training and stuff everyone would train up until obviously the day before and then the next morning we might be training until like nine o'clock but the next morning we'd probably have like a four o'clock flight um Mm -hmm. so we'd all meet at the airport at a certain time there would be someone like delegated to be like right everyone's checking in at this time you'd hand all your passports to like a specific coach for the age group and then obviously we'd be on our trips and if any parents wanted to come with us they were never allowed on the same flight because they wanted to be like they wanted to sort of make us a bit more independent and not a, lot, a well I didn't particularly need my mum to hold my hand on a flight but some other people obviously when you're a bit younger and yeah you, you sort of when you're going away some people haven't even had a sleepover so to then pull them out taken away with gymnastics and their coach someone who's not necessarily maybe a mum either who doesn't mm-hmm. really have that relationship with with children um yeah I guess it was quite scary for some of the parents so but they weren't allowed on our flight, but they still got onto another flight as well. So they, they ended up coming, Yeah. but it was just like, we saw them on the other side and it was like, wow, we're suddenly in wherever we were. And our parents were there too.
0: Yeah. So it created sort of that independence for yourself. You had to grow up quite quickly by the sounds of things. Um, 100%. A, a word you used and you kind of corrected yourself slightly was pushed in. Um, yeah. Something I've spoken to gym, gymnastics or um sort of competitors before pushed is a word that people use quite a lot when it comes to gymnastics is it quite 100%. intense in that sense Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: honestly I mean obviously I did it so it's easy for me for me to sit here and say like yeah 100% it's one of the hardest sports ever but like genuinely I like I don't know it's it's only when other people sit other gymnasts I hear talk about the sport because I just think oh yeah it was tough but then when you hear someone talking about I think there's a program on Netflix or maybe another sort of platform and it's I think it's called Athlete A and it's about um American gymnasts and like that whole side of you know like the coach gymnast sort of abuse relationship
0: yeah
1: um but there's so many things that obviously didn't happen to me. Otherwise I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it so openly, but other things happen. Um, and you do sort of get pushed into ways that you might, like I sit back and reflect and think, Oh, why did I ever let that happen to me? Mm-hmm. Um, like injuries, they push you. But to be fair, it's not even the coach's fault because to you know what you're getting into. If you want to be the best, you've got to be put through some tough things. percent. Um, and I think all your parents, like, my mum sits back sometimes and she's like oh Katie I do feel a bit guilty for you know you got injured that time or you went on that diet that one time that was horrible like and all these different things um, and my mum gets a bit like oh no I maybe shouldn't have done that maybe I should have stepped in but to, if I would not have got the, to the level I did for as long as I did if I didn't push boundaries and be very mm-hmm. uncomfortable I think with gymnastics you need to be comfortable in the uncomfortable and that's just what makes them like t- I honestly bow down to all gymnasts because it is tough and I know probably not to the extent that some people know but I know how hard it is myself from a yeah from personal experience yeah a tough sport Taylor it's not yeah. like
0: football no, no it's football not a <laughs> tough sport then yeah
1: <laughs> no I mean that's tough in its own way but exactly honestly your body gets put through so much your mind yeah. gets put through so much it's it's a battle in itself
0: and it's very much a full-time sport and s- swimming is very similar so it's funny you you did both because they're both the commitment levels that you need to be good at these sports is it's sort of everyday training there is there is not much in the way of rest when it comes to these type of sports um so how how did you how did you find that when it was because it must have been your social life as well as you, I had that no social training.
1: Life yeah I had none. Yeah. when I was younger genuinely I lost a few friends I mean I've got such a big friendship group and I'm quite lucky I'm quite lucky to have such like loving and supportive people in my life but there was a period where I, I got a bit lost and I thought oh no my friends aren't going to like me because you know I'm, I'm not saying I'm not going to the parties I'm not going to this I'm not going to that but actually mm-hmm. the ones the friends in your life that are meant to be there will stay there through it all and obviously yeah. they're so understanding and I'm so glad I've got them in my life still now um, But yeah. My schedule is pretty much wake up at four o'clock, drive to swimming, literally turn up in my pyjamas with my costume on underneath, turn up swimming, half past four, dive in the pool, swimming until seven o'clock, right? Get out of the pool, get changed in the changing room, school stuff on, you stink of chlorine all day in yeah. your school uniform because you've just been swimming. Um, it's a tough session as well. Like swimming in the morning is hard. You do not want to wake up at four and jump in a cold pool. No it's not ideal but obviously you do it because you love it so I then went to school had school all day I'd maybe go back to the pool and train swimming after school I'd then get changed to my gym stuff and then go to gymnastics yeah um, and I was quite good at both so it was hard for me to choose between both but it was I think it was probably the early mornings I just thought nah I can't do this anymore
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: think gymnastics gave me the opportunity that Swimming might not have done. Obviously, swimming. There is opportunity to go to big places, but me being quite small, um, swimming naturally wasn't probably the sport I should have been good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was quite easy for me to be like, "Oh, I'm better suited to gymnastics. I've got the right body type." Um, sort of. That's how I pushed through, and it was hard, but I'm glad I made the right choice because I think gymnastics, 100, it was the way to go for me.
0: Yeah. So, what made you stop at the age of 18 then what was sort of the catalyst and your move into where you've you've sort of found your passion now
1: uh so i sort of looked back um so i'd been to loads of internationals obviously like british championships um all the national ones and loads of international and i i competed in three world championships and also two european championships Mm-hmm. So I'd sort of got to like the world class, like the world stage, really. Yeah. Um, and each time you go to a world, obviously it's a little bit you get older each time, obviously, because it's every two yeah. years or every however many years. So each time you get older and you make progress through the age groups. Um, mm-hmm. and I sort of sat back, I was 18, I had a social life, but I was obviously struggling to keep up with like six-form, getting good A levels, getting good results um keeping on top of my friends and like obviously my boyfriend at the time well still is now but obviously yeah. at that time in sixth form a lot was going on um and yeah I don't know
0: it was just something had to go and that that yeah, something, got had to go.
1: and I I was sort of ready to go as well I was sort yeah. of at a place where I don't want to sit here and be like oh gymnastics training is so bad but like I said before it's so demanding on your body and obviously your coaches they're tough like I like my coaches Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I love some of my coaches but some of them I hated for a long period of time because they are so tough they're so good at what they do they get the best results some of their methods are a bit questionable yeah and I think looking back now obviously of having done my personal training my sports massage um being at university, knowing a little bit more about the theory, and and being so interested in fitness, and really like reading things and looking at journal articles and books and podcasts, and I don't know, just just gaining a knowledge. It, I don't. As I was growing older, it just made me think, hmm, what they're doing isn't actually right. Yeah. Um, like some of their methods are a little bit questionable. Maybe that's why I'm getting injured. Why am I being called fat? Like I wasn't fat. No. But apparently, I was fat. You know, it was just that. It's like the the idea of perfection of the sport. You have to be perfect. You have to stick your landings. You have to, you know, do everything with a smile and a little hand jazz. You know, it has yeah. to look perfect. Um, and I was just a bit bored of perfection. I think I just that wanted to draining. Yeah, I just wanted to live a life, and yeah. I'd completed a lot in the sport, so I just thought it was time.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, if you're hitting world stages and European stages, you've achieved a lot. So it's a good time to bow out, especially if that enjoyment is sort of falling from it. So you mentioned you've um, you're in university now. You've done your personal training qualifications, your sports massage qualifications. What sort of drove you to get into that? I mean, going from sport to sport, it's quite a direct change. But was there anything in particular that you thought, well, this is what I want to do?
1: Um, so when I was growing up, I have always wanted to be either like a physiotherapist, a personal trainer or a PE teacher.
0: Yep. They were
1: the three things that throughout my life I was like, if I could do one of those, I'll have made it. Like, that's it. That's me set.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I'll be so happy. Um, so when I was, I think, 16, when I started working at a physiotherapy centre um, and just having first-hand experience from injury rehab... Um, I'd always ask them questions. Oh, so what are you doing on my knee now? Like, what's this machine doing? Tell me exactly. Like, I want to know, why have you put it on that setting and not the other one? I'd always be so inquisitive. Yeah. So then I started working there and I got some work experience and started working. And I, again, loved the idea of physio, but I still thought in the back of my head, right, I've got an experience in the sort of physio field. I know what it's about. Um, I love it, but I I haven't explored anything else. Um, I then... I think I left school and I got a job at a primary school as a sort of PE teacher mm-hmm. um, just down the road, really local school. And I loved it. It was probably the best year of my life. I love I love kids. I love the idea of teaching. I obviously love sport. So altogether, it was just the perfect job for me. Um, but again, there was something in the back of my head saying, well, you know, you, you love sport and you love the age of the kids but actually there's not that many job opportunities with primary kids in PE unless mm-hmm. you know you're really lucky and you get like a good placement and you get to stay on or you're almost a specialist in a private school Um so I thought to myself okay maybe I need to get a degree so whilst I was full-time at the school I started a full-time degree which probably crazy I know mm-hmm. but I haven't really stopped working since I've started my degree so probably even crazier (laughs) um but yeah so I was there and yeah started my degree whilst I started my degree I thought oh I'm really enjoying this like sports side of it yeah maybe I should do personal training so all whilst doing all these things I'm a bit of a um I don't know I'm a bit of a bomb like I have all the all these ideas suddenly it just goes off and hey, Preston, I'm doing six things at once. Yeah, like I'm like a little circus act.
0: <laughs> I can definitely relate to that. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, juggling plates is uh, a talent of mine. So yeah, I feel you.
1: It's a talent that's tough, but I, I don't know. I need to pat my back, pat myself on the back a little bit more than I do because it, definitely. it is tough. And I sometimes don't appreciate. Sometimes I get stressed, and I'm like, "Whoa, why am I stressed?" And then I'm like, "Oh, okay, I am doing six things here." maybe yeah. i need to heal. yeah um, so yeah that's how i got into personal training and again i loved it i then left the school i was only there for a year um and i started working in a couple of gyms and yeah. that's how it all started
0: yeah so um <laughs> when did sort of weight training come into your sort of your mindset when it came to health and fitness because that's actually we met on the weight um weight floor um on we one did. of our local gyms so yeah um yeah exactly so how did you get into it why you know because it's something I think more and more young women and women are getting into it at the moment but at quite a young age you got into it so what was the driving force do you think
1: um I've always been quite like I've always loved the gym and I've always even when I was younger doing gymnastics sometimes our injury programs would be gym based mm-hmm. so you'd go into the gym but you'd be doing like strange exercises because obviously it was gymnastics exercises but in a gym so some you do get some strange looks but I'd always look at people and be like wow like I want to do that like why why am I why am I not doing that like because in gymnastics literally we do not some clubs are different but my club you rarely lifted a weight you know I didn't know how to squat properly Mm -hmm. until I started going to the gym in my own time Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a time in when I was still at gymnastics when I did get told off, because I think I was like 17, 18, going to the gym, doing weights. I'd then be going to gymnastics and maybe I was a little bit fatigued or I didn't quite understand the the training of it all and how to how they'd best like gel together. Um, because we never got taught it. Gymnasts, you know, they do a lot of body weight training mm-hmm. um, and not so much weight training. So yeah, I just found a love for it from not doing it and being like, wow, I want to try that
0: new experience.
1: Um, Yeah. And then I just, I guess when I did my personal training qualifications, I was already in the gym quite a lot and it just, it just blossomed. And then yeah. here we are now yeah. met you. Here exactly. we
0: go. <laughs> exactly. No turning back now. Uh, so, <laughs> so do you find there were some, there was ever a point where your knowledge from gymnastics or your training Routines from gymnastics butted head with weight training because, like you said, gymnastics is like you just go and go and go until maybe you have an injury and then you stop. But weight Mm. training, there's so much importance and almost reliance on rest days. So, did you find a point where where that sort of contradicted one another?
1: 100%. I'd say, um, I think, and even at university, like a part of my degree is like coaching and you know, like. strength and conditioning and you know how you get your athlete how you get the best out of your athletes type of thing mm-hmm. um and i think all three sort of clash but i think the best thing about each is that it does have its benefits um i understand why being in an elite sport being at a top level you train like one way mm-hmm. i understand how if you're a snc coach doing this you might take a different approach and i understand if you're just doing it for maybe like mind and body um, I understand each one and how it's slightly different but they do clash heads. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say like there was no wasn't really rest days in gymnastics I used to train six days a week have one day off but there would be no not really a lot of tapering in the right way like we used to train for example our safe say at the start of a competition season and running up to a competition in like personal training in strength and conditioning you would possibly start high intensity and then as it gets to your competition you taper down so you're ready you're recovered you're good to go in gymnastics you more or less do the opposite which I'm not again sure why they do it maybe it's just because it's what works mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's what's right and what's researched and backed up but some coaches just coach the way they've been taught before and that was to start low build it up right into the competition, have one session where you drop it back down again, um, but then you'd go and compete. And obviously that has its benefits, but then it has a lot of impacts. And a few times I like ripped a hamstring on the competition floor or, wow. you know, and it's obviously because of maybe the wrong training and each body's different. And I think in gymnastics, you get taught one approach yeah. and they don't really look into other things. So that's why I was so interested in, what else could I do? hmm yeah.
0: So, no, that's really interesting, and I'm not surprised at all that they do clash heads. So mm. you're quite lucky, though, like you said, you've had sort of three experiences, all of which are different, and all give you different insights, which you can now put into your personal training career. So you are a personal trainer now. How yeah. how are you finding it? Obviously, right now, very difficult um but but before covid if we if we look at the situation how were you finding being a personal trainer as sort of a young female trainer
1: hmm. so i it's a bit of a tough one to be honest because it is like a love hate relationship
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i think there is so much pressure on i know there's pressure on everyone but being a woman there is a lot more pressure on okay am i doing am i doing this right um is this okay for my body oh I don't want to do upper body because I don't want to be muscly and manly Mm -hmm. um but then I don't want to do hip because you know I'm scared you know a lot Mm -hmm. of people for example like your pelvic floor and stuff if they're mothers or like just the impact of hip training on your knee or Mm -hmm. there's so many like oh what if what if and I think I don't know some some trainers are different some trainers are like yes get up you know I don't care if you feel like crap like you're yeah, going to get dying up, on the floor yeah. yeah I'm just not like that if you I don't know it's you need to have a relationship where you trust one another so that if I know someone's having a down day they're not training sort yourself out go on a walk like yeah you don't have to come to my session if you're not up to it because if your mind's not in it your body's not going to be in it yeah and you may feel better but you may feel worse and it completely depends and you just need to have a trusting relationship um I think there is Obviously a massive thing on like Instagram filters, Instagram positioning when you work out, like some girls, I literally, this is my pet hate. They'll just flip around and squat in front of the camera and literally you may as well get your camera and go right up the crack. Like it's not, it's not (laughs) a vibe. No one wants to see it. (laughs) Sorry, everyone, keep it PG, but I honestly cannot cope. I hate it. I've tried to not be one of those people as well. Um, it obviously is hard though because that does bring in views and it does bring in likes. But then, do you really care about the likes and views, or do you care about actually making a difference? And that's yeah. where some people get a bit.
0: Ooh, yeah, it's you know? definitely. Well, I like it is finding a balance, but at the same time, if you're if you're selling your soul for someone, some random person on the internet, nine times out of ten, to double tap on on you know, like you said, some mm-hmm. someone squatting towards a camera, which is you know for. For a form like, point of view, it's pointless. Yeah. Like mm. y- you are doing it for a sole reason and the sole reason only. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. It is definitely a pointless activity. Yeah, or like push-ups
1: with push-ups with the camera like right in front of you, then like obviously like their tits are out and it's just like really, yeah. really, yeah. no. Yeah, why
0: are we, <laughs> why are we here?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> o- agreed. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's very difficult with Instagram um and it gets a bad rap but at the same time there are so many benefits to it like you said when it's done correctly did you mm-hmm. did you find when you started because you did have a fitness account um i know we've had a I conversation recently that. you you deactivated <laughs> it um did you find there was a pressure that you had to have a presence on social media to be you know a, a young personal trainer
1: yeah so i I don't know I always thought and I probably still do to an extent is that you like it's free marketing why wouldn't you Mm -hmm. have an Instagram but there became a time where it was like pressure to post and actually obviously lockdown is completely different but when the gyms were still open there was a pressure for me to post what I thought my followers and people that engaged with me would want to see yeah but I wasn't posting what I actually do so there was like that battle between okay do they want to see what I do or do they want me to give them a HIIT workout or like legs, bums, tums, whatever it was, an ab workout? I, I can do all of that. But do you want to see what I do? Do you care about that? Mm. Like, do you care about me? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: But that's how Not it really. ends up. That, yeah, exactly. That is how it ends up. And that's why so many people are on social media and why it's such a massive pressure. And for young people, mm. I think, you know, we're only six or five years apart in age, but my, my generation probably just missed the start of of social media whereas I think yours is the first one that really is like you you're born into it and yeah. you know you said it's free marketing which is why so many people use it and it's definitely such a great way to to build a business but you have to pay the piper at some point you have to like you said there's that pressure you have to be posting you have to be regular and like, when
1: sometimes you, you have to post when you don't even want to like and, and really things is. you don't
0: want to post as well
1: yeah and it's, it's, it does become a chore and um, like the first lockdown I loved I loved posting things like I think everyone feels the same like the first lockdown is the person you love like the second lockdown you could have done without and the third you just want to sack off like yeah, we're just exactly. over it now aren't we
0: yeah Um.
1: but yeah the first lockdown I was thriving like I was posting some good banded stuff some like I was quite pleased with how I was doing but again it was fun at the time and and I did enjoy posting it but then I was doing some classes then lockdown two came around and I was like oh I'm really not feeling it myself like I personally haven't done too many home workouts I hate home mm-hmm. workouts
0: yeah like so I
1: didn't want to be fake and be like guys do my home workout it's mm. cold but let's put a coat on and jump around and do this no get a <laughs> cup of tea watch a Netflix if you want to go for a walk or a run great if you want to do some Pilates inside great form of exercise I'm not saying like you're not really going to make too many gains in a lockdown no but you can make so many gains on like your mental health and just loving yourself and it is that cliche but
0: mm-hmm. if you don't
1: want to do it I'm not going to make I'm going to I'm not going to force you to work out it's no. snowing it's snowing outside
0: <laughs> I'm not yeah. crazy no a hundred percent
1: But
0: <laughs> well yeah exactly but a different kind perhaps um,
1: yeah
0: yeah I think for me this this lockdown has all like like you said you're not going to make loads of strength gains i've lost muscle mass and loads of people are going to be in similar situations unless you have like a great home gym setup potentially but i found i've just worked on my weaknesses i've started doing yeah. your yogas and more stretching like foam rolling and where i've had injuries from consistently lifting and sometimes lifting badly I I'm going to work around. So when I do get back into a gym or, you know, I do go back to playing sport, those injuries are non-existent and hopefully there's some good habits I can take forward. And that's the way I've seen this. Cause I'm, I'm like you, I can't really do a home workout. Yeah. I need a coach to be there. Uh, if I am going to do one, you know, my friend does a class, which is really great. Um, so I do that once a week, which is brilliant outside of that. I like to skip, so I skip. You can do that yeah. on your own, plug some music in, really chilled. Um, and that's one of those things, you get warm quick. So being outside in the cold is not too bad. Yeah. But even with that, I don't step out into snow um, and do it. So I think, again, the social media thing, when you you see loads of people training and everything, you're like, oh, maybe I should go and do something. But yeah, no. you don't have to do it. You have to listen, right? You have to listen to your body, listen to your mind.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it literally is all about, that and obviously if you if you don't feel great and you haven't exercised in a while or if you haven't really been in in exercise this might be a perfect time for them to you know get on top of the the gym and and almost introduce their body by body weight and then you know increasing it gradually Mm -hmm. um so then when lockdown lifts and we can go back to the gym it might be an ideal situation for that person but for me I've literally not stopped moving since I was four years old Mm -hmm. I'm almost borderline ADHD as Mm -hmm. you know yeah I'm a little bit wacky and this lockdown, well, the second and third lockdown, I'd say, I've really just learned to just chill. And it's so nice. Like I've started Pilates. I do some yoga. Like you say, I've started running and I hate running. I'm not mm-hmm. a cardio gal. Yeah. But your girl is a cardio gal now. Exactly. It's crazy. Like I did a 10K the other day. Woohoo. Wow. wow. It's just like, I don't run. I don't, you know, but I've just found the good, the good things and things that I would usually hate.
0: Yeah. And that's what this is all about. At, mm. at, at the moment, it's tough times. So you just, even when you're outside, um, you know, of lockdown situations. If the world goes back to, you know, what normal was or what normal may be, you yeah. know, you've got to find what you love. You don't have to do it because someone else is doing it. And I think yeah. if you can do that, you're going to enjoy things way more. And like you said, you didn't, you didn't like cardio before this point. Now you're enjoying your runs. It's giving you that, that headspace, and that's what so yeah. many people need to sort of start to um, utilize in their workout enjoyment you know you
1: just need to find something that you enjoy and a couple of my friends have said recently oh i'm I'm gonna follow this account and i'm gonna unfollow this account because they're just you know like oh but i feel bad because if you don't want to follow someone do not follow them if they don't do anything good for you unfollow them and i was talking to in the first lockdown I had a conversation with Andy Pike and he literally said I think he's been on your podcast hasn't he?
0: Yeah he has yeah I love Andy.
1: Yeah Yeah, I love Andy and I don't know Andy but that's how much like I just think he's brilliant he's got he's just so knowledgeable and he said to me I had a phone conversation when I was feeling a bit down in the dumps not really sure what to do with content and just just everything and he just said look if you don't want to unfo- if you want if you want to follow someone, follow them. Great. Do they add mm. something to your life? Do they make you happy? Do you like seeing their posts? If mm-hmm. you don't unfollow, mm-hmm. and that just seemed so ridiculous at the time, I was like, Oh no, I can't do that. Yeah, I have, and it's the best thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And he also said, um, you know, find five people. Maybe there's a gymnast that you look up to, or a sports person, um, someone who you really like their work with your uni studies, something to do with teaching, or something like that and he just said pick five people that you really look up to and aspire to be like you know always every time you see them comment like share because then on your explore page you'll see <laughs> explore <laughs> <Get it? laughs> on your explore page you'll see them and you'll see really similar content um yeah. and it won't make you feel like shit
0: yeah uh, like, why do you it. You
1: feel like shit yeah you don't
0: and it's so like you said it's so obvious but so many people neglect doing that and we'll just yeah follow because their friend follows or because they've got a lot of followers and like oh maybe i should follow them like Mm -hmm. like it matters
1: you can mute mute someone as well like you don't have to unfollow if you feel bad you can mute the page um i just think it's it's so good for your mental health just to mute or unfollow the people that don't really add anything to your life
0: yeah for sure it's, social media isn't bad it's the way we operate on social media that is bad
1: 100%. so it's such a good platform but just used wisely
0: yeah exactly and there's so <laughs> much <laughs> great quality content
1: yeah mm, i agree
0: so this seems like a good segment you're talking about what you do you like showing what you do so tell us um about what snacks you like to eat this segment is called Snack Corner. So this can be anything you eat sort of day-to-day, something you like to eat when you're training. What is it?
1: Okay, right. So day-to-day, I don't want to be that person that's like, ooh, carrots and hummus, but I am going to firm it. I am the carrot and hummus gal. Right. I yeah. love it. There's nothing better. Even like maybe an occasional bit of pepper or cucumber. Okay. Spice it up. Yeah. Some crisps. I yeah. do love a good crisp.
0: What type of hummus love, are we um, talking
1: what crisps
0: no what type of hummus
1: well m&s darling uh,
0: of course <laughs> of course
1: but they do a pesto one as well that's actually quite nice but obviously if you don't like pesto that's not going to bang so no
0: i i quite like the red red pepper um, hummus
1: oh yeah the red pepper dips yeah. it. that is so nice as well
0: very good very i bi-level. love it okay so classic i don't think i don't think many people will will uh, disagree with that Anything else you, you like, like to
1: use? I like um chocolate-covered rice cakes. Okay. Um, the key being chocolate-covered.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, rice cakes I, on their own. Not, not all other, that.
1: Other ones are okay. It depends what flavour you get. Like, yeah, just the chocolate ones are so much nicer. I could snack on them for days, like days mm. and days and days. Um, I guess my, my favourite meal is probably, like, soup which again sounds like oh health fitness but I just love a soup I'm a sucker for a soup a good old soup
0: homemade or are we talking sort of Heinz from a tin
1: oh mm, well some some soups from a tin are okay but I do like a fresh soup preferably homemade
0: interesting okay I know and any sort of recipes that you use regularly
1: any recipes No, to be fair I just boil loads of veg and just mash it all up it's oh. nothing too exciting but it's so easy and it's so it's like a cup of tea you just feel so comforted when you've got like a hot like I don't know it's just so like warm and nice and just like a really mm.
0: chunky cup of tea
1: not ch- no see I don't like chunky chunk
0: and oh, I don't okay. like
1: watery it's got to be like a midline
0: so you like blend it so
1: oh I do blend it yeah oh, but right. not like I like having little this is really strange
0: it is some in deep soup chat
1: (laughs) yeah no i don't like it too thin and watery and i don't like it chunky because if i wanted chunky soup i'd just cook some veg and have it with a bit of chicken or like fair yeah so that's right
0: yeah, obviously, leave, leave your comments below. How do you like your soup? Is it chunky or is it watery? <laughs> let, let us know in the comments. <laughs> so, okay, so thank you for uh, taking part in Snack Corner. So what's the future looking like for you now? You know, you're studying still. What you've got, what have you got well, on the horizon?
1: Taylor, I'm very excited to announce, drum roll, please. <laughs> well, so basically, I got a place on my secondary PE, PGCE. Ooh. So I'm gonna be at Reading Uni, um, learning to be a teacher basically in September. So I'm really, really, really excited about that. There were only, um, so I'm doing a school's direct route. So uh-huh. I'm within the umbrella of the Wokingham Federation, which is Wokingham schools. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just so excited. It's, I'm just so glad there was only like three places maybe Wow. um yeah and i was lucky enough to get one of them so i'm just so happy so thrilled um, and i think i have after all of the experience of experiences i've got and you know paths i've taken i think peer teaching is the way forward for me so yeah. see you all in the schools from september
0: <laughs> yeah probably not me i'm a bit old and i think yeah maybe not tr- you yeah you can get in trouble for that sort of thing if you- <laughs> so, so but yeah anyone else if, if your kids are in there you may have Katie teaching them PE soon.
1: Gosh, yeah, better run.
0: Yeah, <laughs> mm, poor kids. I
1: mean, I'm hoping as well. I can get back to my massage stuff and PT in the summer.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: well, as you know, I'm at, I'm just working at a supermarket at the moment, just trying mm-hmm. to get in some some money because obviously this pandemic is far from ideal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just need to get uni out the way. Planning on having a good summer, however it may end up and then yeah really looking forward to September and starting something new once again
0: sounds pretty cool Katie thank you so much for coming on the podcast today is there anything you want to plug how people can follow you find you for sort of the personal training or anything
1: um well I mean at the moment my fitness account is deactivated just because I mm-hmm. was in a bit of a rut with it but if you want to follow my other account it's just um ooh, what is it I think it's kb0 yce so just k with a zero in it yeah absolutely. um but i will probably start on my fitness account sometime soon um and that's k fit um i'm sure taylor will be sharing my page as soon as i do exactly
0: <laughs> yeah you'll find it on explore lifestyle uk um as soon as it comes back on you know great content normally well yeah thank you katie um and you know we hope to have you on a podcast sometime soon
1: peace out thanks for having me
0: bye <laughs> Thank you for listening in to another episode of our expert opinion in association with Explore Lifestyle. As always, we are sponsor-free podcast, so make sure you check out www.explorelifestyle.co.uk to support.